Okay, so we are live. I'm going to... So we are live and welcome to episode four, 44 of the Women's Empowerment Series. It's such an honor to have with me an amazing guest from Switzerland, Josephine Wanner. And we are absolutely so excited to have a beautiful conversation that everyone is waiting for. So welcome, Josephine. Um, I would like thank to let you say a bit about you, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Dr. Hind. I'm so happy to be here and I feel really honored to be here with you and to talk about what's really important uh, to both of us. And um, so my name is Josephine Warner. I live in Switzerland, but I'm originally from Sweden. So that is why... <laughs> When I speak German or when I speak Swedish or when I well, not when I speak Swedish, that's my my native language. But when I speak native, English, yeah, that I, yeah, <laughs> that I have an accent. I was in corporate for almost 20 years until a um, heartbreak almost um, made me decide, take a very strong decision or hard decision. And I decided to leave my position. I handed in my resignation. Wow. But I'm sure that we will get to that. Oh, <laughs> I'm yes, like an open book. I will talk you about know what? Absolutely. <laughs> and you started right on because that's what everybody goes through. So welcome everyone to this Women Empowerment Platform. Let us know where you connect in forum. We would like to greet you. And if you have any comments, just put it in the chat and uh, to me or to Josephine or to myself so that we can really interact with you. So, and also if you're watching us on replay, do uh, so and just put hashtag replay. And I'm sure that we will come back and Josephine as well to answer your comments. So this is fascinating because yes, everyone, uh, you know, mainly when you have a 20 years experience in corporates and I congratulate you for that because uh, uh, that shows a lot of your authority and notoriety as, uh, as a high level executive, as a female leader as well. And um, so what is the challenges? I mean, a lot of people face challenges. Some of them uh, know how to handle them. Some of them get swamped by them. So what is, how did you, what is the trigger that made you feel more empowered? through your executive career? Well, that was actually one of the things that finally made me take the decision that I'm not, I don't want to do this any longer. I, because I didn't feel as empowered as I needed to be in the role that I was, that, that I was in. I was a senior executive in one of Switzerland's largest banks and, and, and had been there for 10 years. So I had kind of moved internally five times and I've held different executive roles and it, it's a very big organization and that also makes it very slow very slow sometimes and mm -hmm. there were certain things that I felt that in my role that I need to take decisions and empowerment is so important that when someone sets up an organization or or, or the corporate culture or whatever it might be make sure that your that your employee yeah employees are empowered to take and make the decisions that they want and need to make. I was the um, subject matter expert in that area where I was in, but I still wasn't empowered to take the decisions that I needed to take to move things forward. 
Wow. Why did you feel that? I mean, this is interesting because I think everybody can relate to you. We have people connecting. Hello, Stefan. Hello, Ali Muzaman. So connecting from different places of the world, from Oslo, from Bangladesh, from Casablanca. So welcome, everyone. And uh, these problems are really general. I mean, you in, as an executive in any place, whether it is in Switzerland, whether it is in Morocco, in New York, in Dubai, in anywhere, what is that feeling of not being empowered uh, to actually contribute as you want to because you know that you have the ideas what is that feeling come from is it the leaders usually is it the management is it the process is it just the structure of being in an executive what do you think I, I think it's actually a combination of everything and also when organizations grow when organizations are built and they are developed if an organization is built around a person because that can happen too that you start creating a team or an organization Um, department or whatever it might be around a person not so much about the function but around the person Mm -hmm. you also create kind of like (laughs) gardening garden thinking of that person that person doesn't want to let others in and it might kind of like hold that off and it's the same thing when it comes about controls I was in a control function I was in risk management and Mm -hmm. When it comes to control and information, that is if people don't share information, if they don't yes. let you have control you or, or take decisions or t- t- kind of con- conduct uh, certain controls, you, you are like, how do you say, like handcuffed. You can't do certain mm-hmm. things, right? Mm-hmm. Even though you would like to do them like the best that you could. And that would also be best for the organization as such. So mm-hmm. I think it's a, it's, it's a combination of, What is the leadership like? What is the tone from the top? How are the processes set up? How are the controls conducted? Mm -hmm. And is just to do something because we've done something is not the right way or just to create a control function so that you can keep the power Mm -hmm. within a certain area. That's mm-hmm. also not the way to do it. Incredible. This yeah. is so powerful what you just said, because yeah. that's exactly what we often feel is that, you know, the not sharing information could be coming from uh, a sense of wanting to control and be the only one with those information. And it could impact the team. It could impact people because then you're not feeling that you can fully contribute because you're lacking information even if you have a good um you know intention on doing so yeah yeah but also the other way around i had i had a small team in one of my functions and i was i wanted to share everything all the information that that they um that they needed or that i thought this is not so sensitive i can share this with them because i was in a bank so you can't share everything but 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 when i got certain information it could be project management information or whatever it might be I shared it with, with my with my team. And there was one guy and he was like, it kind of stressed him because he didn't know what to do with this information. With the information. So, yeah, wow. so what do you expect? So when you share information in your role as a leader, also make sure that this is kind of like what the intention is. For me, it was the intention just so that they felt that they were involved. And, and they're belonging. Exactly. And they belong to the team, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I didn't expect them to take any any action on it or anything, but it was just to share, to, to make sure that they had all the information they needed if they would have to, you know, make a decision when I wasn't in the room well, or whatever. Right? 
This is very interesting, Josephine, because when you do that and somebody reacts that you get all the information, you don't know what to do with it. Isn't it because he's programmed with the old way of being where no information is shared? So as soon as you give him information, it's like, I'm lost. I don't know what to do with it. So yeah, it brings more stress. So it, it means like there is a real change that needs to be done in the deepest way of feeling belonging to an organization, which means even if you come in and you want to shift it and change it, it, you might have its other reactions. People will be too scared. Oh, she's too open. She's too nice. She's too sherry. How would you handle that? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Exactly. And yeah. I think independently of what you do, yeah. that's something that I've started. If it's in a newsletter or if it's in a post or if it's like when I, when I do a sales talk or whatever it might be, always say why you're doing something. Mm -hmm. because, because if you don't, they will make up their own mind on what it is why you're doing something and then it's better that you've actually put it out there so if yeah. I would have told him or told the team when I shared that information this is just for your information I just want to share with you guys you don't need to take any action on this now but this is kind of connected to this project that we're working yeah. on or whatever it might be right so, <laughs> so yeah. to say why why are you doing something why are you sharing something to make it very clear why do you have certain controls or why are certain people not allowed to take certain decisions yeah if you're not able to explain that why then probably mm -hmm. you need to go over and look at it again which means the communication is key really i mean you have to communicate and communicate mm -hmm. openly if you are ready to be open about sharing then be ready to be open about communicating about everything i love yeah. that yeah definitely and it's actually even better to communicate and say we don't know anything but by Friday or Sunday or, or Thursday or whatever next week, we will have some answers to do that also very proactively when you do your communication, even when you don't know anything. And it's it, it, you give them a frame. So not too much stress. Otherwise, people feel stress. If there is no frame, then you get stressed. And that applies to everything. So obviously, you had such a beautiful and high level position uh, as an executive. What made you? decide to become an entrepreneur because that's the toughest thing it's like everyone has a dream it's like oh my god if i was the entrepreneur, i was the owner if i was the ceo <gasps> i would have done things but you really did it and well done <laughs> to you josephine well How thank you, you and likewise well <laughs> i actually never wanted to be an entrepreneur because my dad had been an entrepreneur all his life i had only seen the struggles that he had been doing and I hadn't seen you know the freedom or that he got to choose who he worked with or that he got to like um, decide every day what he wanted to do I only saw the struggles you know mm -hmm. and so I, it was never never on my plan to do anything about it but then as my as my career kind of progressed and I became 40 or 40 plus something I started realizing that this wasn't really what I wanted in the first place mm -hmm. I was just you know following what my my mother in particular what she thought would be good for me uh -huh. so I had I'd started a career and then you get a little bit flattered because you get in or I got into these positions and I got into the different leadership roles etc and uh, so I, I stayed there and but I, there was something that wasn't really you know feeling right so mm -hmm. I started talking to 
friends of, of mine, we started to brainstorm about businesses. We did these, you know, classical SWOT analysis, which I would never advise anyone to do because they no, only get to start. I agree. That's so true. <laughs> yes. Too much details, too many numbers and those things, they just drive you crazy because yeah, the brain need, is yeah. too smart. It will collect everything to confuse you more. Yeah, exactly. I agree. And you just keep it. So you did a analysis, if, whether you stay to, or leave? No, no, no. We did it on two different business ideas. So I had, okay. I did it on one business idea with two friends and we did it on a different business idea with two other friends. But we got stuck in this analysis paralysis. We didn't really dare. We didn't even dare to do any market research. We didn't dare to ask people whether this would be services that they would be interested in. So instead of doing the SWOT analysis, start talking to people. That, that would be my very first advice. So I had these kind of feelings that I wanted to do something else. I wanted to create my own corporate culture. I wanted to be able to work in an equal, like equal company. But I had been in the same organization for 10 years. So I was like, oh, I probably can't do this. Or, mm -hmm. or who would, you know. Well, how can I leave? I, yeah, how because... can I leave? Exactly. What can I do? It's your I'm family now. It's like your lifestyle, right? It's yeah. Family. Yeah. And my best friends were in there. So one day I learned that my father had incurable cancer. And my Google research said that he would have three more months to live. Oh and I God. was like, this could be anyone. This could be me. Wow. So I stopped counting my days until my retirement because that was what I had been doing more or less. And mm -hmm. I handed in my resignations. Yes. Four weeks after we got that diagnosis, I handed in my resignations. Two weeks afterwards, my father passed away. He didn't get oh, those three months. God. Yeah. I'm All so he got was six weeks. So it was. Yeah, I know. It's, it's really it's, horrible. It's but hurtful. it was also my really yeah. true and really like scary wake-up call which made me take a very hard decision to just leave so it was triggered from a very deep pain really for you to yeah. wake up and realize that life is now it's now everything yeah. you do is now wow exactly. Exactly. i'm so sorry to hear that josephine i didn't know but we were was... lucky in a way this was pre-covid so we got to be with mm -hmm. him um Sure. his last week together with my sister and, and myself and my mom and and you know you can't really you can't really it, it happens what happens right and it's just to take what are the learnings you take from these horrible things wake-up calls can be that you lose someone or that you get get seriously ill yourself or that you are being you get backed. close I think yeah. what you're saying also Josephine it's like you get close to question in yourself, what's the meaning of life? Yeah. Why are we doing what we're doing? Why? Yeah. What exactly. are we getting out of this, really? And exactly. when you find yourself in a train and habits that are continuous, right? Because they never, they don't stop. Then what is the meaning? That yeah, you and and I had sleepless night. I had stomach ache. I was afraid opening my email in the morning, and. That's not a life. <laughs> it doesn't no. matter how much you make every month if that is your kind of the daily routine. When my husband asked me on Sundays, what I, you know, what's what are you doing next week? I was like, stop it. Don't talk about it. I don't want to, I don't even want to think about what I was doing, what I was going to do next week. Wow. And now it's so different. And I jump out of bed in the morning. I'm excited to start my day. I get to structure my day as I want to. Of course, I have certain things because we need structure 
even at of course but that you're so good at it right you you are so good at it you know this is what you've done your whole life and you keep that actually probably the most enjoyable part of it you're like who let me go back to being the executive (laughs) (laughs) exactly but you know in the beginning I was like oh no I'm not going to have any meetings any structured meetings I was like I'm so done with this whole project management thingy that I had been doing for for most of my life and but then you kind of go back a little bit back to but somewhere in the middle because the person I had become in in that corporate situation that I was in wasn't a person that I wanted to be I I had to find back to myself and that takes time yeah. yeah I love the way you say it because it's so true and and we grow as you grow you probably you change also your own identity and then you look back you're like maybe that that you needed to have a wake-up call to become the amazing person you are today and oh, yes. sometimes yeah and it, and it's that's the only way you can really overcome and go through a grief process and a grief cycle is by reaching a point where you're like okay what it, what I'm gonna make now out of this how can I use this to deepen my wisdom and to actually use it to become mm-hmm. somebody that contributes this is very powerful, uh, Josephine, and I congratulate you really for that. I'm sure even your children must have seen the changes in the around you, right? It's yeah, like- my youngest son, he was very annoyed, by the way, but when I said I, <laughs> I had quit. Because what they have here in Switzerland is that the kids get to visit their parents for a I day. At work, oh, yeah. No. And my oldest son had been with me to the bank several times. And my youngest son, he was so looking forward to this, that, you know, the day when he would get to, to come to, go. Me to the bank. Yeah. yeah. And when I told him that I had handed in my resignation, I was not going to be at the bank any longer. He was, he was so angry. He, <laughs> he was like, are you no longer a boss at the bank? And I was like, no, I'm not. It's not as if I ran around at home saying I'm the boss at the bank, but it was how he had kind of like interpreted it. Incredible. How are you doing now to cover that? You take him from the room to your office. You're like, come and visit my mom's office here. <laughs> exactly. No, it's not until a year's time. So I, I, I think it, let's see what happens in a year. You never know how much can happen in 365 days. Oh, so let's mom. see where I'm there. And then, and uh, worst case, he could just go with my husband or with someone that I know who's still, because my friends are still at the bank. Some of them. At or you do organize real meetings with your clients and take him along. He's like, okay, he's my assistant today. I think it's <laughs> even more fun because I always feel that children, when they see their parents and their mom in particular, going after her dream, working and owning her her space as a, as a CEO of her own life, it gives them also, they open their consciousness. It's like, me too, I can have a dream. Let me be more creative. Let me really, you know, dream of what's possible for me, not just follow a, a mold that everybody has followed. And, and that's very freeing for the children as well. Yeah. And I mean, that is also one of, one of the things that drives me to, to be an inspiration for my kids. Uh, and my oldest, he's 16 now. He has kind of like started uh, the next level of his education. And that is also to, to keep it as open as possible and not that they have to choose when they are 16 or 15 or whatever it might be. And definitely not that mom or dad says you have to. Because what my, I don't know if they ever said that, my parents, but kind of like the feeling that they gave with me was you have to be able to pay your bills. You have to be able to pay your bills. Yeah. It was never about... Ha- 
finding a purpose with what you are doing or having joy in what you're doing. It's just, you know, go, go to work, work at, you know, eight to five or whatever it might be, and then pay your bills. That, that mm -hmm. was it. That was kind of what was the, the, the goal. Yeah, but that's the old paradigm around money, that money is just there for you to strive and to work so hard so you can really make enough to just cover your bills and cover that. And it gives us really a sense of, you know, a scarcity around and difficulties around making it. But obviously, you write in your story differently. So today, as an entrepreneur, um, how are you, um, you know, what are you, share about how did you launch your a company and how what are you doing as an entrepreneur so the first thing I was very you know when I quit my job I was very nervous and I was like I had no clue what I wanted to do I was just I don't want anyone to feel the same way I feel today I want you know midlife having pursued a career that you didn't want to have in the first place so what I did was I want, you know, I want to hold workshops. This was pre-COVID. So I want to hold physical workshops for other women to dare follow their dreams. Mm, but what like if that. I do that? Yeah, but what if yeah. I do that? What if they then can like say, yeah, Josephine, I'm going to follow my dreams. And they quit their jobs and, you know, they become in, they come in financial difficulties. And I was like, am I then viable for that? Do I have wow. to? It's <laughs> yeah. too big a promise, right? That's too big a yeah. promise. And it could exactly. be scary because you feel like, oh my God, I'm taking responsibilities of all these women who are following me because I said. But before we reach that, how, when, how much time did you take to actually pause after resigning and say, okay, I'm ready now. Let's go. A year. A year. I I, so I, I, tr I found myself, I took a year to kind of find myself, but I was still in this corporate thinking. Mind. So I still, uh, yeah, I still am. You were looking for another job. Oh, yeah, really? I was looking for another job. Wow. I applied to jobs, mm -hmm. but I applied for them, you know, like the 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 old way, like yeah. sending in applications. Mm. No, and I was really, you know, as 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 we are, like high performing, really invested a lot of time in writing these yes. applications for jobs that I, until you get it. That's <laughs> it. You know how to do it. Yeah, yeah. The jobs I didn't want to have in the first place, but I was mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I even went to, on interviews and. But I think they sense, they can read between the lines because it's the whole energy that comes in an application. It's the, it's the energy that comes in a direct message when you send something which is not really aligned with you. So once a year had passed and I had started a coaching degree. So because I was like, if I, if I want to help these women, I need to have solid, uh, a solid toolkit. So I had started a coaching degree and I was, but still in the mind, you know, if I have a coaching degree, it's still good, you know, when I take my, on my next leadership role. Of course. So I had started that. And fairly soon in that coaching degree, I realized how extremely effective coaching can be when it's done in the right way. Absolutely. So that is when this idea of starting your own business mm -hmm. really kicked off. Yeah. And yeah, so then I took... Uh, I launched officially, I launched in... Or I tried to set up an online course took me 10 months and I didn't manage to, <laughs> I didn't manage because I did again, I didn't dare to talk to people. Yeah. I tried to set up something. Because it, uh, look, had, yeah, of course. I mean, that's an entrepreneur. I mean, it's like, you don't wake up. You're like, I'm an entrepreneur. You're going to be seven figure. You got to go through phases. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't until I invested myself in a business mentor where I had the accountability 
that really took me to the next step and the next step Easy. and the next step. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and also there, the first time I, I thought then, okay, I need to help the corporate women who are in the same situation that I had been. Turns out that they are rather my trigger clients because they mm -hmm. are not yet ready. I am the project manager who makes things happen, right? So I, I don't have the patience. There are other way better coaches than I am who can really take care and can really guide these women or men for that matter, matter because there are also a lot of men who are in the same situation mm -hmm. to take the next step and to define um, the next uh, career step or if they want to start a business or whatever it might be but that kind of like piece in between and mm -hmm. then they come to me to to define their very first offer okay so what do you think is missing to everyone who wants to start an entrepreneur where is that trigger that needs to be there for them to like okay i'm doing it let's go <laughs> i think you know you you said it before it's like the fear or the pain you said the pain was so pain. big and mm. i think the pain that we are experiencing in our current situation has to be bigger than the fear of the unknown okay so when yeah. So when Great. something, yeah, so when something, so when I, when I quit, I, 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 I was like, I just have to get out of here. I was, I just need to get out of here. My fear of, of having regrets. Missing out, of missing of, out from exactly, being with was bigger, was bigger than if I would have stayed in. So, yeah. so that is, I think that, that is the trigger. Yeah, which is really good because I think that is a good way to really come to the last, uh, question that we wanted to discuss together is that you know at the end your decision to go on and be an entrepreneur go on and follow your dream go on and launch a project or launch an initiative is not logical it comes from an emotions it's yeah. all emotional it's like yeah. you can find all the logic you want you can do the swap analysis of whatever you want that's not what's gonna really push you isn't it yeah Never. exactly Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I also, you know, when, so when I moved from these, my trigger clients from these corporate women into serving uh, entrepreneurs or other coaches, I showed up differently because yeah. I, I had found the people that I want to work with. And Excellent. that is when you, mm -hmm. when you step into that, the people you really, really want to help, the people you mm -hmm. really want to work with, you show up differently. Of course. And, and that also creates a different confidence level right so it, it and as you as also as you said it, there are different steps you need to go through mm. you won't wake up one morning and you will know it everything by heart never never and you don't, don't start when you're good you start and you get good at it that's 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 it it's like yeah. there is no secret you just go yeah. on and get started and then as you do things you become better you tweak things you change them and then you you create whatever your dream life you wanted to create. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's a journey. It's not something that happens quickly. What does it take for you? How would you summarize what it is to be an entrepreneur? Um, I think you have, you have to have purpose. And I'm not saying your life purpose, but the purpose in what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I actually saw a series some, some days ago and it was from New York and and they interviewed these different workers. There was this garbage man, and there was this person who managed the, the tracks in the, in the subway, and there was this person who, who was on the central 
central train station who guided the people. And every one of them, there were more people, but every, every one of them lit up when they spoke about their work. And, and wow. they knew why they are doing this. They knew why they go to work every morning. You could see it in their face and you could see it kind of like, they were so proud of what they were doing. And I think that is what you need to find. Mm-hmm. Why are you, why do you want to be an entrepreneur? What is the purpose? And, and even if it's in, in a corporate role, why, what is your, what is your role in the big machine or the smaller machine that you're in? What is the purpose with what you're doing? Who are you helping in the long run? And I, and that was what, what miss, what I missed or I had forgotten about in my, my, in the big bank, because I was just one tiny person in a big organization. And what I was doing, even though it was really <laughs> important, of course. it, it wasn't, Actually, exactly. It, it, yeah, but it wasn't taken seriously by, by, by some of my managers. Yeah, well, that's because you needed to leave that place. So it wasn't yeah. you. It was that woman that needed to hear that and know that and feel that so that you become the great Josephine you are today. You know, yeah. and, and when you look at that this way, you're just proud of what you've gone through. And I think, I mean, and you should salute, I mean, very, you really should be very proud of all what you've done because it takes a lot of knowledge, resilience for women to reach high level in a banking system. It's a very male-dominated system. And and congratulations for having gone through that because that's the wisdom, the knowledge that you're able to share and to bring as an entrepreneur. So it's priceless, really. Yeah. And that yeah. was also one of the reasons why I said I can do this was I had been successful in a career that I didn't want to have in the first place. Mm. Imagine how successful you can do or you can become when you're doing something that you really love doing. So that was kind of like, and those are kind of the motivational pieces that you have to have, like your purpose and your motivation, why you're doing some things, because it will come rainy days when you will need to pull from that motivation of course, yeah. When when things are not going your way or, or things happen that are not as you expected or you bump into one of these holes, you need to have that sense of purpose and you need to have that motivation to keep you going. Amazing. So what would you like to say as a last word for, you know, people watching us who are working on a nine to five job, executives, but really they need that little push to be able to say, okay, let me do it. Let me jump to be (laughs) an entrepreneur (laughs) waters. First of all, you don't need to jump. You don't need to quit your job like I did. For me, it was, there there are people who do that, but you don't have to. Start small. But for me, it was like, oh, I don't have any energy. I can't do this in addition to, and I was scared. Let's start talking to people because also when you start doing these things, you start reprioritizing things, you get more energized about it. So start taking small steps. Send that DM, book that call, buy that course or register for that program. Whatever it might be that you currently have, you know, at the back of your head, that little voice whispering that "Mm, you should actually do this. Do that now. Hmm. take five minutes after this, after you watch this and send that DM, update your LinkedIn profile or whatever it might be. You know, they know what it is. Hmm. They know the first step. Amazing. Do that. I love that. This was so valuable. 
Very good. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Josephine. I loved our conversation. I'm sure a lot of people who watch us from Paris, from Morocco, from Bangladesh, from Oslo, from Casablanca, we've seen them from around the world. Uh, you know, uh, if this is something that can inspire you, you have a dream, go after it. It takes time, but when you believe, you keep on doing and then you lead through it. Thank you so much for coming. I loved our conversation. Yeah, thank you so much, Dr. Hind, for having me. And for everyone who hasn't reached out to Dr. Hind yet, do that now because she is the specialist too. Connect with her and yeah, send, send her a DM saying, I am ready. Yeah, both of us. I mean, you know, I think what's amazing is that this incredible uh, you know, this industry is just full of amazing women and you connect with them as you feel the energy, how, where you feel drawn and just let your heart guide you and you see what magic you can create through that. That's well done yeah. <laughs> by everyone. Thank you. Mm -hmm.